0: Should you launch a podcast with multiple episodes? Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 329. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. A podcast launch can be a lot of fun, and it can be a good way to jumpstart some momentum for your podcast to be able to grow your audience, grow your engagement, and have a lot more fun in the early days of your podcasting so that you get that nice jumpstart start to your energy and investment in the podcast. But the launch itself is not as important as what you do after the launch. Nonetheless, you may hear a lot of advice from people saying that you should start podcasting with multiple episodes. But is that really right for you? If you're in that place of launching your first podcast or maybe launching an additional podcast, this might be a question you're wrestling with. So if you'd like to follow along in the show notes for episode 329, then tap inside your app or go to the com slash launch multiple. Before I share the actual benefits and disadvantages of launching a podcast with multiple episodes, I need to tell you, don't believe the myths about launching with multiple episodes. You may hear some gurus and marketing experts say you must, absolutely must, launch your podcast with multiple episodes. And if you don't, your podcast will never succeed. That's not true. I see this myth show up in three specific pieces of advice. And if you hear people propagating these myths, feel free to send them back here to com slash launch multiple so they can better understand the truth behind these myths. The first myth, more episodes help the podcast get featured in Grab Your Barf Bucket because I'm going to say it. New and noteworthy. New and noteworthy is, I think, one of the, if not the most overhyped thing in podcasting. This is a section inside of iTunes and Apple Podcasts where Apple decides to feature podcasts that are either new or noteworthy. Huh. Funny how that works, right? And Apple has 100% editorial control over what appears in New and Noteworthy. Certain sections, they may let those run based on certain algorithms and such, but Apple still maintains full control. Now, that control could be as simple as they see what's showing up in certain things or what looks new or noteworthy to them, and they simply click on a button that allows it to appear on one of those special featured sections in New and Noteworthy. Or it may be they hear about a podcast that's launching, or they have relationships with partners and individuals. Uh, whether independent or corporate podcasters, and they decide we're going to feature this special podcast in New and Noteworthy. And they have 100% editorial control over what appears in there. For example, if there's the Death to Apple podcast, they're probably not going to put that on the front page of their own podcast app because it's not the kind of thing they want to promote. This is their private property, so they have full right to feature what they think is worth featuring. And side note, if you want to be a new and noteworthy, your podcast should be either new or noteworthy. And focus on trying to make your podcast noteworthy. Because not only does that better increase your chances of actually being featured at any time of the year, but it also means you could be making a better podcast by trying to make something that's noteworthy and not simply relying on the fact that it's new. And if you actually look closely at podcasts inside of Apple's New and Noteworthy section, in probably any category and probably any time of the day, you'll see podcasts that are new and even podcasts that are old but must be noteworthy in some way. Even at the time of this recording, when I looked in Apple Podcasts New and Noteworthy on the front page of Apple, they had at least three podcasts that had been launched more than a year ago. And had consistent episodes since then. And as far as I could tell, there was nothing noteworthy about the podcast schedule. It's not like it came back from a hiatus. It's Apple decided there was something noteworthy about these podcasts and they wanted to feature them again. What you'll also see among those podcasts that are featured in New and Noteworthy is some podcasts have many episodes, yes. But you have no idea maybe how long they were actually featured. But you'll even see podcasts that have one episode. I've even seen podcasts show up in New and Noteworthy that that first episode, the one and only episode in the feed, wasn't even an actual episode. It was a 30 or a 60 second promo for the podcast and it was displayed and listed in New and Noteworthy. So the number of episodes is not a guarantee to help you get featured in New and Noteworthy. It's really about being, well, either new or noteworthy. Now, there are benefits to having multiple episodes when you launch, and I'll cover those in a little bit, but I really don't think getting featured in New and Noteworthy is one of them. And that's even ignoring what kind of benefit, if any, New and Noteworthy actually provides depending on the kind of podcast that you host. But that's a separate topic to discuss at some other time. The second myth I often see is more episodes make the podcast rank better. Podcast ranking in almost every app and directory is based on things outside of your control especially in apple Podcasts, where many people like to talk about being number one or being in the top 10 or anything like that and keep in mind new and noteworthy is not a ranking system so regardless of where you are in new and noteworthy please don't say you're number one number two or anything like that because there are no numbers it's not a ranking system it's simply apple put the podcast there but that aside what does affect podcast ranking in apple Podcasts and itunes is subscriptions and that's New or lifetime subscriptions, depending on different sections of Apple Podcasts. So, simply launching with multiple episodes is not going to make your podcast rank better above or below any other podcast because it's not based on the number of episodes at all. Other apps may base ranking. On how many people share the episode or download or star it or anything like that but again things outside of your control and stuff that's not directly affected by the number of your episodes however there is a very small indirect truth to this myth more episodes can provide more opportunities for your podcast to match for more keywords which can make your podcast show up in more relevant searches But that doesn't necessarily make it rank higher in any one of those searches. It simply makes it appear in that search. So your position in search ranking or in category ranking is not at all based on the number of episodes that you have. The third myth I often see is more episodes mean more downloads. There was a very prominent podcaster who said, oh, you must launch your podcast with eight episodes because that means you'll get eight times as many downloads when you first launch it. And that shows up to Apple and they'll feature you and your podcast will rank better because of all of these more downloads. There's all kind of myth and misconception inside of that, but I want to talk about the core idea that more episodes means more downloads. And that's not the case. It could potentially allow for that, but that's not the default behavior. The default behavior of most podcast apps is to download only the latest episode of a podcast when someone subscribes to that show. So merely launching with more episodes doesn't mean they'll all be downloaded. They'll only be available to be downloaded if your new subscriber chooses to do so or if they have their podcast app configured in a particular way outside of its default behavior to download all the episodes that are available. But for most people, they'll download only the latest one. So if you launch your podcast with five episodes, number five may be the majority first impression of your podcast, not episode one, which could be a foundational episode to your podcast for people to understand certain things, to be a reference for certain ideas that you'll be calling back to in your future episodes. So it may be more important for you to launch with only that one episode so people get that foundation. They understand something. I'll talk a little bit more about what that first episode could be. So these myths that you shouldn't believe are more episodes help the podcast get featured in new and noteworthy, more episodes make the podcast rank better, and more episodes mean more downloads. Those are myths. And if you see people spreading those myths, then feel free to point them back to this episode at com slash launch multiple. Now when I'm talking about launching with multiple episodes, this raises the question how many episodes should you launch with when we're talking about the idea of multiple episodes anything more than one one episode really is all that's required to get your podcast in nearly all the apps and directories and it doesn't even have to be a full episode like with ios 11 apple's new podcast app and their new itunes tags that they made provide a trailer episode type that you can use. But even without using that trailer type, or since many other podcast apps don't interpret that as a trailer yet, your first episode could be simply a 30 to 60 second trailer of the podcast that's yet to come. So you're promoting the podcast, you're telling people why they should subscribe and why they should listen. That could be your first episode, even if it's only 30 to 60 seconds, which could be nice for telling people what to expect from the podcast And this is not an episode zero, as many people might refer to it. Most of those episode zeros out there really end up being about the podcaster and what's to come. And they end up being a very long dialogue or monologue about those things. And I think these kinds of self-centered episodes are a waste of opportunity and time. If you want to build excitement for the upcoming podcast... You can do that in only 30 to 60 seconds with a promo or a trailer of some sort, but make your first actual episode deliver so much value, your audience will feel compelled to subscribe. And maybe you can deliver that kind of value while also weaving in some of your story or what's coming in the podcast, but focus on making that first episode equally as valuable as all of your other episodes. It's not Only about you. And maybe it's not about you at all. So when I'm referring to launching with multiple episodes, how many should that be if you're going to do more than one? Everything I'm about to share with you, the benefits and disadvantages, will be based on launching with three to five episodes, because I think that's a good number since it's small enough that you can do it quickly. But large enough that it gives your audience a a pretty good taste of your podcast and gives you more opportunities. However, my advice for launching with multiple episodes and the advantages and disadvantages do exclude the we could call the the seasonal dump approach of publishing an entire season of episodes all at once, such as they do with S Town Conversion Cast and some Netflix or Amazon Prime shows. That's a completely different issue that There are benefits and disadvantages to that, and while some of this may apply, I'm really focusing on if you do an episodic show that's not even serial, and we're not talking about publishing multiple episodes from a seasonal show or a serial show, but publishing multiple episodes that each one could potentially stand on its own or maybe build on the other if you want. So first, the benefits of launching with multiple episodes. And if you want to follow along, again, look inside your app or go to the slash launch multiple. This decision of launching with only one or with multiple episodes is really up to you. I am going to share these benefits and disadvantages that I see, but the mere number of benefits and disadvantages I'm about to share with you shouldn't be your deciding factor. So don't think that because there are eight benefits and five disadvantages that it means you should definitely launch with multiple episodes. It's really up to you to decide what's right for yourself, for your podcast, and for your audience. So with that said, here are eight benefits of launching with multiple episodes. Number one, it showcases more of your content. Assuming You have good episode titles. Launching with multiple episodes gives potential subscribers a good view of what your podcast is about. They can preview your topics without having to read your podcast's description. So if you have, for example, the social media podcast, they can see episode one is about Twitter, episode two is about Facebook, episode three is about YouTube, episode four is about some other social network. So they can see, oh, you talk about Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and these other social networks. This looks interesting. They can see that at a quick glance. Number two, launching with multiple episodes boosts search engine optimization. In Apple Podcasts, some other podcast apps, and website search engines, each episode and then accompanying post on your website contribute to the findability of that podcast. For example, even if your podcast title or description don't include best vanilla cream sodas, an episode by that title can make your podcast or your website appear. In a search for best vanilla cream sodas. Thus, the more episodes you launch with and eventually hold in your overall RSS feed, the more opportunities your podcast has to be discovered on relevant search terms. Benefit number three launching with multiple episodes demonstrates commitment to consistency. Pod fade is this term we have for the probable unintentional consequence of inconsistency. It's when a podcast slowly fades from active status because episodes are no longer published and there was no official announcement about the podcast's future. And according to Blueberry's year-over-year statistics, most podcasts pod fade within seven episodes. And I've seen that same thing in casual browsing and even some clients that I worked with in my early days, whether doing some consulting or podcast cover art, especially certain ones with podcast cover art, they make it to maybe episode 7 and no more episodes. And plus, what you'll usually see with a podcast that pod fades is an inconsistent publishing schedule. It's 7 days between episodes 1 and 2, it's 14 days between episodes 2 and 3, it's 3 days between episodes 3 and 4, it's 8 days between episodes 4 and 5, and so on. This doesn't mean you must launch with 7 episodes in order to get over that 7 episode pod fade kind of sound barrier in a way but if you're committed to your podcast you can show that commitment by launching with multiple episodes and when you do this i recommend that you backdate your episodes so they reflect the publishing schedule you want to have wordpress with PowerPress, libsyn podbean and other good publishing platforms do give you the ability to change the date on already published content so if you want your podcast to publish weekly on monday then make the publication dates of your past episodes be the past several Mondays so you are demonstrating your commitment to consistency that's number 3 number 4 launching with multiple episodes sets expectations when you market and write the description for your podcast you're you're making a kind of promise with your audience you're promising to provide certain content to promote certain results with certain perspectives and on a certain schedule Launching with multiple episodes helps set those expectations for your quality, your uniqueness, your consistency, and more so that people can hear, oh, he sounds good in episode one, in episode two, in episode three, in episode four, or she provides great value in episode one, two, three, and four. And it's from the beginning. They know I can expect good value from this podcast because they've demonstrated that because that's what they've been giving me. I know to expect good, valuable content again in the future. Number five, launching with multiple episodes hooks your audience. People often like to binge on what they like. And launching your podcast with multiple episodes not only gives them that opportunity to binge on your new show, but it also gives them a deeper taste of your content. And that can result in their getting hooked more easily to your podcast unfortunately there is a fine line between marketing and drug dealing but the point of marketing should at least be to give people what they need to improve their lives use the powers of marketing for good not for evil and that said though consider addictive substances for a moment Most people don't get hooked with only a tiny little taste. You see those in the movies and the TV shows where the officer puts this tiny little dusting of the powder on his tongue and then he realizes, ooh, that's some kind of illegal drug. Well, he doesn't get instantly hooked from that tiny little taste, but it's taste after taste after taste or larger amounts after larger amounts after larger amounts. It needs to be a bigger sampling for someone to get hooked. It's the same thing with your podcast. And you often see this with TV shows too. One episode may not be enough, but after you watch a few episodes, you probably get more wrapped up in the characters and the plot and the story that the show is telling. And so you want to stick around. You want to see it through, at least for the whole season, or at least until it stops being good. And I felt this same way about several podcasts myself, like No Agenda Show, for example, is a fantastic podcast. It's by the podfather, Adam Curry, who helped create podcasting in the first place and helped give it its big jump start in the early days. I listened to No Agenda and I thought, man, this is a long podcast. They go back and forth. They joke a lot. They have these really long nighting sessions and other things. Uh, and I've unsubscribed. I've unsubscribed a few times, but I would go back to it a few more times. And then eventually I got hooked. Because I realized their approach, I realized the value in their content, I realized the entertainment value they provide as well as the educational informative value that they provide, and I got hooked on the podcast. That's number five, launching with multiple episodes hooks your audience. Number six, launching with multiple episodes creates more engagement opportunities. Each episode of your podcast can create engagement. So, launching with multiple episodes multiplies those opportunities for engagement. Things like your website address, email address, phone number, or social accounts will be more memorable when they've been heard multiple times, especially if it's in a short amount of time. So, by launching with multiple episodes and calling out these ways that your audience can engage with you, it makes that stick and it increases the chance for getting engagement with your audience. Number seven, launching with multiple episodes blitzes your promotion. There are many ways to promote your podcast to grow your audience. If your episodes can stand alone, then launching with multiple episodes in your podcast gives you that many more pieces of content you can use to promote and grow your podcast. Because you can market one piece of content one day and then a different piece of content the next day, and a different piece of content the day after that. Or maybe multiple times throughout the day, you're promoting different pieces of content. This is giving you a shotgun or a blitz approach to your promotion instead of having only one episode to use for your promotion. Number eight, launching with multiple podcast episodes builds trust, respect, and authority faster. Consistency is one of the most important ways to build trust, respect, and authority, but that does take time. You can give yourself some extra momentum in the beginning by launching with multiple episodes. This allows your audience to receive a larger sample of your passion, your communication skill, and your production quality. And then each episode is like a little boost to your reputation. So launching with multiple episodes can give you a jumpstart in building that trust, respect, and authority. That's number eight. These eight benefits to launching your podcast with multiple episodes are number one, it showcases more of your content. Number two, it boosts search engine optimization or SEO. Number three, it demonstrates commitment to consistency. Number four, it sets expectations. Number five, it hooks your audience. Number six, it creates more engagement opportunities. Number seven, it blitzes your promotion. And number eight, it builds trust, respect, and authority faster. There are Plenty of positives. But don't make your decision only on these positives because there are also some negatives. And again, don't let the mere number be your comparison point because it's not really about there are eight positives and five negatives. It's about what's most relevant to your situation, what applies to you. So I do have five disadvantages of launching with multiple episodes. Number one, it increases startup costs. Each additional episode you include in your launch increases the costs by almost a whole factor, and that cost could be in time, creativity, or even actual financial investment for you to get your podcast episodes out there. And the profound truth is that launching with three to five episodes costs about three to five times as much as launching with only one episode. It's like launching a business with 10 employees versus one. You need a lot more startup costs, or you need to make money a lot faster than if you only started with one. You must consider whether the increase in startup costs is worth it to you and to the kind of platform you want to build. Maybe you can afford that. Maybe you can afford that time, that money, that creativity in order to launch with multiple episodes. Maybe you can't. That's number one. Number two, launching with multiple episodes postpones the launch. Because launching with multiple episodes costs more time, the time will most likely mean your podcast will have to launch later. You can't just simply launch it today because if you want to launch with five episodes or so, you need time to record all of those episodes. This happened to me with my launch of my Once Upon a Time podcast several years ago. I was so focused on launching with multiple episodes that we didn't actually launch until right before the show went on a big hiatus. That was a horrible time to launch our podcast about the TV show. We should have launched sooner with fewer episodes. But before you think that a botched launch can mean the failure of your show— like maybe you didn't get into new and knowworthy Maybe you didn't get featured in other places. Maybe you didn't have multiple episodes when you first launched. Let me go back to my Once Upon a Time podcast. I feel like, yeah, we botched the launch on it. We messed up. But we were still able to grow our podcast to the number one unofficial podcast for that TV show because of what we did after the launch. Remember that your podcast, no matter the subject, has the potential to positively change the lives and even change the whole world so do you really want to postpone that change only so you can launch with more than one episode maybe you do maybe you don't that's something for you to decide and that's number two number three disadvantage to launching with multiple episodes it reduces agility Unless you have massive skill and resources at your disposal, your first one or several episodes will probably not be as good as later episodes will be. And you can improve as you go. That's the great thing about podcasting. And you don't have to go back and improve your old episodes. It's okay if people hear you progressively get better. And your audience's feedback is crucial to helping you improve your podcast. And if you're already beyond episode one, then a great place you can get feedback for improving your podcast is in Podcasters Society. It's open for registration. You can join over there at podcasterssociety.com and get feedback from other members. You can learn from the courses and tutorials that we provide. You could submit your podcast to be one of the randomly selected podcasts that we evaluate each month where we go through in detail. We listen to a sample episode you provide. We look at your podcast website. We look at your podcast RSS feed. We look at your goals, what you think you're doing well, what you think you're struggling with, and we help you improve your podcast directly in those evaluations. And then everyone else who participates or even simply watches often benefits as well because they discover things that they can apply in their own podcasting. So if you're interested in that, then go to podcasterssociety.com and join over there. And we'd love to have you inside Podcaster Society. But even if you aren't able to join Podcaster Society, then your audience can provide hugely valuable feedback to help you improve your podcast. So if you launch your podcast with multiple episodes and your audience points out something that needs to be improved, maybe something is broken, maybe something sounds horrible, maybe something isn't working very well, but you have multiple episodes with that thing that's broken or not working well you won't be able to improve it as quickly. Your agility is gone. It could be several episodes before the changes make their way into your podcast. And in the meantime, your show's shortcomings could be turning away potential subscribers because maybe your first episode, you're way too loud and you're clipping on all of your recordings and you're then distorting your audio. But then if you've launched with only one episode and your audience responds to say, hey, your audio sounds horrible, it's, it's way too loud or it's clipping, it's distorted. You can fix that and then in episode two, you sound fantastic. But if you've pre-recorded several episodes and you've launched with multiple episodes, they're going to have to listen to that really bad audio quality for several episodes before they hear one that you fixed. But if you can have a more agile workflow that is able to make changes quickly as necessary, then you can make those important improvements before the next episode of your podcast and your audience can then enjoy that fix right away. You don't have to tell them, okay, yeah, I've got that fixed, but you won't hear it for five more weeks or you won't hear it until several episodes later. You can fix it right away when you are not launching with multiple episodes. But if you are launching with multiple episodes, it can reduce the agility you have. And number four disadvantage to launching your podcast with multiple episodes, it delays audience involvement. Getting your audience engaged and even involved with your podcast is key to turning them into ambassadors so that they can use that powerful word of mouth to help your podcast grow. And if you involve your audience in any way in your podcast, launching with multiple episodes means they won't be included for a while, depending on how quickly they listen to your episodes, that is. This is especially apparent if you're asking for audience participation. You'll probably sound lonely and and maybe underappreciated if you're asking for several episodes for feedback, for participation, for people to write reviews or anything like that, but you have nothing to show for it and it could be several weeks or several episodes before you have something to show and that, that looks a little bit pathetic to other people. That's number four, it delays audience involvement. And disadvantage number five to launching your podcast with multiple episodes, it may hurt your timeliness. If your podcast covers any kind of current events such as news or sports, trying to launch with multiple episodes is really almost pointless because your older episodes will probably be irrelevant once you've actually launched your podcast. This only partially applies to podcasts about TV shows and other current media like that because true fans will probably be interested enough to hear the older episodes anyway. However, keep in mind that those older episodes may make you sound stupid considering the knowledge that you and the other fans may have by the time you launch your podcast. So it's up to you to decide what works best. But keep in mind that launching with multiple episodes May hurt your timeliness. So, these five disadvantages of launching with multiple episodes are number one, it increases startup costs. Number two, it postpones the launch. Number three, it reduces agility. Number four, it delays audience involvement. And number five, it may hurt your timeliness. It's really up to you to decide which is right for your podcast. Whether you're starting your first podcast or maybe you've been podcasting for a while, you can use this information to make the decision for what will work best for you, for your podcast, and for your audience. You may decide to launch with multiple episodes, or you may decide to launch with only one. The launch itself is not the determining factor on the success of your podcast. You are. And specifically, what you do after your launch. That's why I created Podcaster Society, I am more passionate about helping podcasters after episode one because that's when it's most important to get things right. That's when you have the most potential to grow your audience is after you've already launched because you can't grow an audience if you don't have something launched yet. So whether you're at episode one or you're after episode 100, Podcasters Society gives you those tools, that inspiration, that encouragement, that accountability, that training to help you grow and improve your podcast so that after episode one you can continue to build momentum and grow your podcast even if you were never ever featured anywhere you can still succeed with your podcast you can still change the world even if it's simply changing the world for one person at a time you can still do that even without this big launch strategy or launching with multiple episodes i want to help you do that in Podcaster Society. So if you've already launched your podcast, you already have at least one episode in Apple Podcasts, but especially if you have more episodes than that already out there. Then go to podcasterssociety.com and join the membership over there where we have regular webinars, podcast evaluations, training, resources, tools, exclusive discounts, an active, encouraging community, access to podcasting experts in all kinds of fields of podcasting, and much more. That's over at podcasterssociety.com. Dot com thanks to rosie 82 from the united states and host of on deadline that's at abc27.com who wrote this kind review for the audacity to podcast in apple podcasts she said love it this podcast is clear and easy to follow with the right mix of practical knowledge and personality i'm a television reporter at abc27 news in harrisburg and we launched a podcast called on deadline almost one year ago at first It was difficult because we didn't have any comparable podcast to follow as a model, but discovering your podcast allowed us to set concrete goals and develop strategies to get us there. The media landscape is changing and it surprises me that more news organizations aren't branching into podcasting. And yes, I agree with Rosie82. It surprises me, but I think we'll see a day when every channel will have their own podcast in some way. And she continues saying, by the way, I especially like your episode about fixing interviewing problems. Great insights for journalists, regardless of podcasting experience. Thank you for developing this resource. Well, thank you, Rosie82. I'm calling her by her username because I couldn't quite figure out which of the hosts Rosie82 is. But here's the description of the On Deadline podcast available at abc27.com. It says, these are the conversations you don't hear on the news. On Deadline, featuring ABC 27's Amanda St. Hilaire, Dennis Owens, and Kendra Nichols, is a podcast that captures what goes on behind the scenes of a news operation, explores controversial topics, and gets personal. That sounds fun. If you've ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes of a news organization, I think you'll like On Deadline. That's at abc27.com, and I have the link to that in the show notes for this episode. Also, thanks to Austin Carroll from the United States and host of Fast Pass to the Past, yet another ton twister podcast name, the Theme Park History Podcast, who wrote this kind review in Apple Podcasts saying, a podcast for podcasters. Thank you, Daniel, for encouraging me to start my own podcast. Your episodes are so in-depth, and I am so glad I found your podcast. I even went back and found older episodes that walk me through my specific needs, search engine optimization, podcast titles, etc. This podcast is a must-listen-to for even the most seasoned podcasters. Thank you, Austin, for that kind review. And as she pointed out, she went back and picked out certain episodes that appealed to her. That's one of the reasons why I love making single-topic-focused episodes. They're really easy for someone who's new to the podcast to be able to go back and listen to those older episodes and know what they're going to get, as well as, of course, the search engine optimization of having specific titles that describe the content in those episodes when possible. Austin's podcast is Fast Pass to the Past, the Theme Park History podcast and it's available at theme park history podcast.com and the description of her podcast is this. Join Austin, a former Disneyland cast member as she takes you through the outrageous and sometimes downright strange origin stories of your favorite theme parks attractions and shows. The outlandish history of Disneyland Disney World, Universal Studios, Knott's Berry Farm, and many more will be explored along with some outrageous stories from former employees and cast members. What are you waiting for? For your safety, remain seated with your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. New magical episodes every Sunday. Again, another behind-the-scenes kind of podcast from someone who was there and experience these things and has fun stories to tell. So Fast Pass to the Past is available at ThemeParkHistoryPodcast.com. And if you like behind-the-scenes things, then both of these podcasts, I didn't pick them because they were related to each other, but it's funny that they do actually relate to each other in providing behind-the-scenes kinds of stories. If you like that kind of thing, check out both of these podcasts, On Deadline and Fast Pass to the Past. And I have the links to both of those podcasts and all of the show notes and more at the slash launch multiple, or they could be a tap away inside of your app. And now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch, maybe with one episode, maybe with multiple episodes and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.